Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tea Time with Miss Liz. That's right. Today I have a special tea time. We have something different. We have a personal story coming into the tea room with Miss Liz. So I'm just going to do a little intro difference with Donna Reason. She's an incredible lady that is in the UK and is opening up and sharing her story today with my audience and my viewers and listener, listeners out there. So I want to do something different when I introduce her today. I want it to, for the audio listeners out there, there will be a video being played. So I'm sorry that you cannot see the video, but you will be able to hear the music. And I do not own any rights to the music that is played in this video. Also, I want to put out that if you would like to leave a comment or give support to Donna today before leaving a comment or anything, let StreamYard know that it is okay by going to StreamYard.com and giving them permission so that I can bring up your comments. Also, what I'm going to be doing is I want everyone out there that's listening to Tea Time to know that Tea Time is an educational awareness service only. I am not here to give therapeutical advice, ther therapeutical advice. Their therapy advice, there goes my tongue, there goes Miss Liz, spilling the tea, making a difference. And I want you to understand that we all have a story and we all can make a difference when we spill our teas and we open up the doors. So I want to introduce Donna. So I'm going to bring Donna up right after I do her intro video. So I want you to sit back and enjoy this video. And I'm going to introduce her in a different way. So you're going to hear a voice my voice introducing Donna in a new way as I play her video. So I'm hoping that this will work because this is my first time. So we will do this and we will see what kind of difference we can make with Donna today. We're going to try this again. Uh, do, 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 do. I just want to make sure that this is off so we can get the full version of the video. And here we go. I'm going to introduce Donna and then I'm going to play the video. Today on Tea Time, I bring you a butterfly. That's right, a butterfly. A butterfly that is built to transform and change lives. I bring you Donna Reason, a woman who has been bullied, unloved, trauma, triggers, emptiness, restricted, fear, lies, and yearning. That's right. She is a butterfly of change, a butterfly that will transform. And once you hear her story, you will understand just how powerful your story can make a difference when it's heard through the right ears and eyes. So I ask you to tune in to Donna Reason's story of her butterfly. And let's start with building her wings in part one, 
and in part two, you will see the transformation that has been done through her growth and understanding that her story matters too. So part one is the butterfly, part two is the transformation, and you will have a strong cup of tea with Donna Reason today on Tea Time with Miss Liz. And there you have it. You have a little insight onto who Donna is and what she's overcome. So we will be talking about all of those things today. Again, this will be a tea time that may trigger someone. So if you feel that this tea time is not meant for you and it may trigger you, please do not tune in. I do not want to trigger anyone. If you are here and you feel that this story and Donna's story will help you today, do tune in because she does have a powerful story. So I'm going to bring Donna Reason into the studio. So Donna, welcome to Tea Time. It is amazing to have you here all the way from the UK. So Donna, I want to get into who Donna Reason is before we get into the butterfly. Um, so... Sorry. Can you hear me, Donna? Can you hear me, Donna? Yeah. Yeah. So share share a little bit on who Donna is before we get into the butterfly transformation. I think who Donna is right now. Um is a very strong, determined woman. Um someone who has earned her nickname as Superwoman. <laughs> mum of five children, two grandchildren, so. It, it, and the way that Donna came to me, she was uh, sent to me through another little earth angel. I'm calling these ladies earth angels because they're being guided. For anyone that is listening out there, survivors need to be guided to one another. We need to find each other. So Donna, thank you for finding me and thank you for connecting with me and taking that step and sharing your story today. So I want to get into the butterfly. As we've seen in the video, the butterfly was bullied. It was unloved. It was trauma and triggers. It was emptiness, uh, restricted, uh, fear, lies, and yearning. So if you look at the video and you watch the video back uh, for anyone who's watching the replay later, you'll understand what those images were. That was Donna telling her story through images. So Donna, I want to get into the bully part of your life. What, what was it like as a child and as an adult being bullied? Um, 
always thinking like what's wrong with me like why me like my foster siblings i don't know if they resented me because i was like a daddy's girl or what but i was told by one of my foster sisters the reason why i felt growing up like a cinderella where I was the black sheep of the family. I had to do all the chores and all that. I was told that when they fostered myself and my sister, they originally only wanted one child, but which was my sister. So if they were going to foster her, they had to take me. So it kind of, it shed a lot of light on, well, Oh, that's why I'm being treated different. So a little bit back into your story a little bit for the listeners that are listening now. You, you mentioned the foster care system, right? So as a child, you were put into the foster care system, correct? Yes. So do, do you want to share a little bit on how that became and how, how that happened and what age you were when you went into foster care? Um, from what I've been told by, like, the system was when I was born, um, my first year of life was 15 different homes. So I was kind of back and forth to my mom and in a foster care. Um, I don't really know what went on between one and three, but when I was four, I was put into foster care with my foster family so as a child as a child you were really confused right and I, I think that's where the unloved comes in i think i think because like i think because all the chopping and changing and then being in I think it was Madonna. I think we're having some technical issues. In Dublin. Can you hear me, Donna? Is It's doing like a... Oh, you're back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is happens and, and we are live. So it is glitchy. It will be in and out. This is what we do. We show our true colors, right? We show who we truly are. So Donna, continue. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I? I heard the word Dublin. <laughs> That's all I heard. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know how long I was in it's um, a care home, Madonna House. It's it's no longer there anymore. Seeing it got shut down, um, the truth come out. I heard when I was twenty one that seemingly there was a lot of children there that was being abused. So it got shut down, but I was there when my foster parents come to like foster us. Yeah. 
And for the viewers and listeners that are tuning in right now and that will watch the replay, this tea time will be triggering. We will be talking about tough topics because Donna has gone through a lot. But it's important that we bring the awareness out there that people do have hard stories out there and they need to be heard as well. Survivors need to be heard. So Donna, I, I, I believe that growing up was a really hard time for you, right? With the foster care system, the in and out, the not understanding things and then learning things, right? Uh, We've talked behind the stage for a couple of weeks now and I've gotten to know you a little bit better. And I want to get into the the triggers and the traumas on all of the things that you've gone through in life, but you're still here today. So what was it about those traumas and triggers that taught you to stay strong today? Um. I don't know if it was because I was brought up as Catholic when I was a child or what, but I just somehow I believed that the harder the stuff that life threw at me, that God or the universe or whatever people believe in must have had something great for me when I grow up and I think that's what kept me going. I I really think that that's what kept you going as well Donna as a survivor we we know we find our our tools on how to survive right and we try not to take what was given to us to give to others and this is what you'll see a lot with survivors of any type of abuse we are are people that want to help we want to make a difference in the world and Donna has created this group and this group with her son called Earth Angels uh, Evolving Together. Now, Donna, do you want to share a little bit on that? Because I, I, I believe that when we share our stories and we share the reasons why you, you created this group was because of triggers and traumas and making a difference and getting people to share as well, right? So could you tell us a little bit about that group and what that group does for others out there and how people can connect with you for that group? I originally I originally created Art Angels Evolving Together because when I started on my spiritual journey, I was getting so wrapped up in like when you originally look up or follow certain people you admire and one was saying, oh, you have to do this practice and the other one was contradicting the other one and it was so mind-boggling it was like oh my god so like this is so difficult which one is right which one is wrong and I kind of reached a point where I was like you know I don't even want to follow my spiritual growth or whatever I give up because this is so hard and I just thought I'm doing it my way I don't care which way is right which way is wrong how you do it or Bob does it I'm gonna find my own way and that's why I created Archangels Evolving Together to show people that you don't have to copy other people in anything, whether it fashion or a job or whatever, it's just take the little bits from people you admire and make your own 
like being well, and and that's and, and that's what you're doing right you're actually being different and you're doing what works for you and what works for some other people you know because not everything will work and and you know we are in those journeys where we're like well this one says this this one says that and it doesn't match and then you, we get frustrated because we're like well okay you guys are saying this but you guys are doing this so it's completely opposite right and mm -hmm. anybody that has gone through trauma or triggers, when things don't align and they don't make sense, we get really frustrated. We get very emotional. We get very sensitive. And and that is because of traumas and triggers. You know, uh, me and Donna have spoken in for a couple of weeks privately through messengers. And I've gotten to know Donna. And Donna is really on a spiritual journey. She really wants to make a difference. And she wants people to understand that her story does make a difference. And your story will make a difference, Donna. The reason that we did the butterfly effect with Donna is because I want to show people that the butterfly is not nice. The butterfly is in goop. The butterfly is a caterpillar that puts everything together. The transformation of the butterfly is what actually opens those wings and creates the beauty. And that's why I wanted to do the butterfly effect with Donna. Because when I talked to Donna, she had so much in her story and has gone through so much that I wanted to her to see her transformation. I actually did the butterfly effect for Donna, for you, Donna, for you to see the transformation that you've done in your life, because I see it in you. You know, sometimes we just need that one person that says, I see you. I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing. So her butterfly was also empty. Can you explain to the listeners out there and viewers out there a little bit on the emptiness, on where the emptiness came from? I think over, over time, like feeling at, like as a child, feeling like, well, why am I not with my real parents? And why am I here with people that don't care? And the abuse and everything you kind of you you learn to kind of not feel not think just it's it's kind of like a protection mechanism to to keep yourself safe to to be empty because then if you're empty you don't have to feel all these horrible feelings. And you see, and this is where you are in the cocoon. This is where the butterfly is because you're empty, right? And when you're the cocoon, the cocoon is forming. It's in a bunch of goop. It's in all of that stuff. We don't know what the caterpillar actually does until we see that caterpillar actually open its wings. And I, I like that you say that you're wrapped around because that's exactly what a cocoon is, right? They're wrapped around in this in this cone and they're actually growing. And the world is not seeing how much they're growing inside because all they see is this cocoon. So they feel trapped. They feel closed in. They feel, But that cocoon is actually creating an, a butterfly. It is actually creating a uniqueness, a difference. Because there's not one butterfly out there that is the same. There might be the same... Um, similar butterflies with the same name but they all have their own unique detail one will have a little speck on it one will have you know a little darker blue you know there's always something different and and this is what donna is donna is different donna is beautiful and she has really created a platform for people to connect 
the ones that always feel like the outsiders, the ones that feel like they don't belong, th th this is where Donna's group comes in. You know, there's no judgment. It's, you know, express yourself, be free. And the emptiness is good. It actually grows us. We need to stop being afraid of words. We need to stop being afraid of feelings because it actually what creates us, what actually makes the difference. Now, we, we take the emptiness and we go into the restriction zone. I call it the restriction zone. Now, the restriction zone is when a cocoon, a butterfly is forming, they tell you not to touch the cocoon. And it, that's what I mean, Donna. Like your story really does resonate with a butterfly, the growth of a butterfly. Because as a child, you were restricted, right? You were held yeah. back and you were told and you were forced to stay in situations that you didn't want to stay in. Could you share a little bit with the listeners out there and the viewers, a little bit on the restrictions, on the things that you were restricted from and what held you back? Um. I think a lot of it was conditioning <clears throat> and the self-beliefs and I was never allowed to be on my own so therefore I never had an opportunity to like sneak and tell someone what was going on so I was restricted to who I was allowed to speak to and who would be with me and um in my marriage and stuff, I wasn't allowed to have friends. I wasn't allowed to go out. You know, it's it's kind of like they, when you're being abused, whether child or adult, they, they try and isolate you. So the truth can't come out. And that's what it is, right? You, you, you couldn't get out. You weren't allowed to get out in some situations in your life. Yeah, like even when I told the social worker, like, I really feel like the foster system has failed an awful lot of people. Like when I was 14, 15, and I told the social worker what my foster dad had done, we sat down with with the social worker, my foster dad and my foster mom, and he didn't deny it. Um, and my foster mum was crying and said, why didn't you tell me? I said, look, you always tell me you believe the devil before you believe me. So why would I open up and tell you that for you to not believe me? Um, and then I was told I had to stay there till I was 18, that they would get him help. But there was no help there for me. So from the age of like 14 to 18 till I could leave on my 18th birthday, my own, despite what my foster dad had done, I still, he was the only father I knew. I, I still loved him. And he was like, no, I'm not giving you a kiss and cuddle goodnight because you might say I've, I've done something or I had his wife and his biological kids saying, look what you've done to our family. You've destroyed it. So I had to deal with that after I come out in the open with the social worker 
at 14, 15, right up to 18 till I could get out of there. I, I, I like that you, you shared that, Donna, because for the listeners out there that are listening, survivors that are listening out there, um, this show may trigger you, but these are stories that need to be heard. Donna went to her worker and said that she was being abused and they still did not get her help. They got the abuser help. This is where the system is broken. You know, they say children should be feel, feel not afraid of running and asking for help. But when you ask for help and the services are saying, okay, we're going to get the abuser help, but we're not going to help you. And we're going to make you stay there, even knowing that you're being abused is really, really sad. It is a sad situation. It is sad service and it needs to be fixed. We need to start fixing these broken links, you know. Uh, we really need to start protecting the children. The services are supposed to be there to protect the children, not protect the adults. They're called children's services for a reason. Let's protect these children. You know, Dawn is a grown woman and she's an incredible strong woman for sharing her story with everyone out here today. Dawn, I can't even imagine the fear you had for those four years, not knowing, right? And that's where the butterfly starts to fly now. We're getting into the flying part. So, and your flying part was fear. Could you share a little bit on the fear of your childhood and even adulthood? Because you said that you were stuck in a marriage where you weren't allowed to do things, right? So you had fear for quite a long time in your life. Yeah, I think, I'd say it would have started from like early childhood because obviously there was no consistency or stability it was chopping and and changing like i said earlier like the first year of my life i was 15 different homes so that in itself was kind of like molded me growing up and then the not having the security or the safety in my foster home with the abuse and then leaving and having abusive relationships after that it's like the fear is like have i got a label on my head like why why me why is everybody treating me like this i've always had the fear that everybody just wanted to use me like if they complimented me or was nice to me that was there an alternative motive like what's in it for them because that's how i was as a child they were only nice to me so they could get what they wanted so they could abuse me um and I was scared that nobody would see through the masks I had to wear and pretend to be happy around the social worker and pretend to be happy at church growing up or pretend that we were a normal family. And, and, and I like that you're bringing that up, Donna, because for the listeners out there, especially survivors that are listening that will watch now and watch the replay, this is how we live our lives, right? We put that mask on and try to make everyone love us, but we're so unloved, we're so empty, we're so trauma, you know, triggers. Like your butterfly has really, really grown in your cocoon. 
it's really has transformed. And in part two, I want to, I'm going to be getting more into the transformation of Donna's story, the beauty of her story and what she does and the incredible kid she has. And she's a grandma. Like, you know, this woman never gave up. She continued on, but that will be in part two. Today, we're talking about part one. We're talking about the, the butterfly, the creation of Donna. And you can hear these words, bullied, unloved, trauma, trigger, emptiness, restricted, fear. These are words that as a child is terrifying to hear, you know. And these are words that Donna gave me because I asked her to share what her butterfly was. So these are her words. This is what she went through. This is her story. Now I want to get into the lies. You spoke a little bit about the lies, the lies of the, the services, the lies of the 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 abuse, you know, you, you you couldn't talk about it, you couldn't share about it because you were you were kind of shunned to the side, you know, or you were blamed. Oh well look what you did to our family. Those are things I've heard many times with my family as well, being a survivor, you know. We're the ones that open our mouths and share the ugliness of our families, and we're the ones that actually get pushed to the side. So I want you to get into a little bit of the lies, Donna. What lies were you told as a child and as an adult? I think the biggest lie was they were doing what they were doing because they loved me. Um, and also, I'm living in a dream world and I'd never amount to anything and that I was stupid and... I would turn out like my like my biological mother and end up with none of my children. And today, Donna, do you have your children? I have every one of them. This goes to show everyone that never give up and never believe what the ugly world will tell us because we do make a difference and we do stand tall and we are stronger than what you think we are so donna i really want to get into the word yearning you gave me the word yearning as the end of the butterfly what does yearning mean to you um i put down that yearning to be me to be normal like others to have my real parents I just wanted to be, cause like I said before, all these masks I had to wear to act like I wasn't scared, that I was tough towards my foster parents, wearing a mask so that the social worker, so that I wouldn't get a beating when the social worker left, I had to make sure I convinced her that I loved them and I was happy there and and like that. Just the, the yearning to be able to be my my true authentic self. I just, I felt, when I used to go out and play or visit a friend's house, I never ever wanted to go home. Like I, I, oh, I noticed that when I was at home, I was a completely different person. And as soon as I left, like past a certain threshold of the driveway, 
I felt free, like I could be me when I went to my friends' houses. And then I used to dread it on the way back home when I reached that threshold again. You just dip into that that used and abused, like fake masked little girl. And it is true, right? We we go to a friend's house, and then when it's time to go back to the danger zone, we dread it. You know, we want to be late. We know we're going to get a beating. We know we're going to get in trouble. But you know what? It is so peaceful at someone else's home. But then yeah. we realize maybe their home is not as peaceful because maybe they're doing the same thing. When we're, we're not there, maybe they're going through the same thing, right? I, I've often wondered that. Um, but there are good homes out there. That, and there are people who are making a difference and creating a difference in that. You know, uh, you also have another group. Could you share a little bit on that group and what that group's for? The, it's called the Love Team. I created that um, for my son, Molly, because he went through a lot of bullying himself from nursery right up to a year ago. He had racism, prejudice. The schools failed him. For two years, he was being ganged up on. Nothing was being done. He didn't feel safe when he went to an adult in the school. He was told to stay away from them, stop telling tattle tales, until after two years, two older boys grabbed him round the neck. Then they started to like punish the boys. But by then it was too late because... My child was we in the bed at seven, eight years of age. All of a sudden, he was having nightmares. Um, and because he's because he's mixed, like Nigerian and Irish, he was like, he come to me one day and he said, Mom, I don't know what team to be on. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, I got white in me and black in me. And I was like, you don't have to be on either team. I said, you can be on the love team. I said, in the love team, it don't matter whether you're black, white, whatever religion you are, whether you're male, female, disabled, gay, an animal, anything. We love and respect everybody. And... You could just see the weight lifting off his shoulders that he didn't have to choose a friggin' side. He could be in this middle, just loving and respecting everybody and, and seeing us as same. And from there, he got so excited that we made the Facebook group and then he started designing a logo and he wanted like all sorts, jumpers, earrings, hats. So at the moment we're working on that project so that he can feel like he's making a difference in the world. So there's less division and separation, try and bring people together more. So where did the name Love Team come from? I haven't a clue. <laughs> <I> just... 
Because when I hear the love team, I kind of think of the A team, you know, like the team all coming together and loving one another and supporting one another. When I heard that, when I heard when you gave me the intuition, and I think like when you, I don't know about others, but me, like when you hear the word love, like love conquers all, love is the answer. Whether you believe in the universe or God, God is love, you know, and I don't know. I just think as as a mom, I was put on the spot and I just wanted it, wanted to lift that burden off him, like in this day and age, a little six-year-old is coming to me, worrying about which team to be on, the white team or the black team. Like, it's it's horrible that he, sh he should be worrying about what sweets he's going to get in the shop. Not worrying about the division and the separation that's going on in the world. So... I don't know, by the grace of the universe, they just put that intu intuition of like, you don't have to choose the black or the white, you know, you can be the love team where we love everybody. Well, and that has to do with your butterfly again, because you see, as a child, those are all the things that you wanted. And as a mom now, you're able to say, you know what, I wasn't able to do it, but I'm going to do it as a mom. You know, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to show you that it is possible, you know, no matter what yeah. your age is, let's do this. And as a mom, you're stepping up and you're saying, hey, son, let's come together and let's create the love team. You know, yeah, the universe does work. And your other group is also called Angel Angel Earth Evolving Together. So it's coming together again. So both groups have the same alignment. They, they still work together. They still come together, right? And that's yeah. what a butterfly does. As a butterfly comes together in the cocoon, it actually forms itself coming together. And that's what you actually have done is you've actually showed your son, you know what? You can be a butterfly too. You, you can do this, you know? Let's see where you want to go. Let's take this journey. And for yeah. all of the listeners out there, if, you're, if you want to know more on survivor stories and stuff like that, and you're a survivor yourself. You can reach out to me, Miss Liz, and we can we can share your tea time and we can share your tea. Now, I want to get into your tea, Donna, because we are on tea time and we've talked about your tea <laughs> and, and we know what your I know what your tea is. So but for the listeners out there and the viewers that are watching right now, what is your tea, Donna? Um, well, my physical tea is decaf tea with soya milk and two sugars but my my personal tea is transforming earth angel and and that's what part two is the transformation of donna's story the transformation of the butterfly so you see she does serve her life tea she does give what she says she does you know you serve who you are and I think that's what's beautiful about you, Donna, is that, you you know, you are who you are and it's love me if you love me. But I want to get back into a little bit of that feeling of the mass, the hiding, the pretending, the going back into the cocoon and all that goop and all that. As of, as 
you were transforming into that butterfly, Donna. What was it that kept you going? Um, I think as a child, like a very young child, I, I built this fantasy in my head that my mom was going to come back and get me and everything would be okay. That's one thing that kind of kept me going. Um, also, I used to be obsessed with the orphan Annie. I used to say, that's me. And no matter how hard the stuff Annie or me went through, the sun would come out tomorrow and either my parents would come back for me or someone nice would would come and, and, and rescue me. I, I like that you brought a movie in because that's exactly what I used as a little girl too, was Alice in Wonderland. I was that girl that always was in a Wonderland and was like, get me to a different land, get me to, get, you know, but there was always a rush, like rush, 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 move, 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 you know? And you turned to Annie, the orphan, Orphan Annie. And if anyone who hasn't seen Orphan Annie movie, I invite you to check it out. It is an incredible, empowering story. This little girl never gave up. She was determined, you know? And I like that you had that hope, Donna, because if you had not had that hope, you would not be here today. And I am absolutely privileged to have you on my tea time because you do make a difference and you do have an incredible story. And for anyone who doesn't know Donna's full story and you would like to know more on her story, you can actually reach out to her on Facebook or check her out on the groups, email her, connect with her. I highly advise that we start connecting with survivors and start understanding the similarities because each of our stories are different, but the similarities of our journeys are the same, you know, and this is where we connect. It's the connecting, you know, um, another two things that kept me going growing up was we had horses and I had this horse, Minty. She was white and she was my best friend. And I knew I couldn't speak to anybody because they'd go back to my foster parents and I'd just get an even bigger beating or whatever. So... My security was when I went horse riding, I blurted out everything because I thought, my horse can't go and snitch on me, but I'm getting it out. So I'd tell my horse everything, how I felt and a whole lot. As I got older, I tried to keep a diary, but I w wasn't even allowed that type of privacy they always went through my room. So what I ended up doing was coded. I, I, I instead Wrote of in writing a <laughs> like, instead of writing a diary, I used to write poems to express how I was, I was feeling, but I knew if they found the book, they wouldn't link that like the poem is to do with me that oh she's just writing poems type thing so that was my kind of way of having my privacy and letting stuff out as well 
And I like that you mentioned poems because a lot of survivors will do that. It's that's our secret code, right? They don't understand our poetry. They'll be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. What is she writing here? You know, but it's our way of releasing and it doesn't need to rhyme. It doesn't need to be perfect. It's our words. It's, you know, this is how we're feeling. And I, and I'd like that you brought up them and mentioned journals because a lot of children that are in abuse situations or going through abuse cannot write and express. And I love that you shared about the horse because we need to find an, something that can't go back and tell on us. So we can't get that beating again. We can't get that those words, that emotional abuse again, that mental abuse, you know? Oh, you went and told this person. Oh, you did this and you did that. You know, as survivors, we find our tools to stay safe, to survive. And I'm, I'm glad that you had that horse. And I loved it. I love that story. I didn't know that story about Minty. And that's really... And there's that white angel, you know, you said she was white. So you were, you were guided, you know, now, did you ever get the chance of meeting your real mom or knowing who your real mom was? Yes. Growing up, we were allowed write letters. I think, I think it started when we were about 11, 12, we were allowed to start to write to our foster family our biological family but I couldn't even write in the letter to my mom like look they're abusing me can you come and get me like why did you leave me or anything because when we wrote the letter our foster parents would scan over it and if they didn't want something in it it would be edited and then after that the social worker would then look at it and a bit like when someone's in prison yep. they go through the letters and they edit what's allowed what's not allowed type thing so i was never able to open up and say so God knows what she's written to me as a child that I've never gotten to hear or read. But when I was 18, then I was allowed her phone number and her address. So we we communicated on the phone and because she was severely dyslexic and epileptic, I was married at the time and I said, why don't you come over to Ireland and you can live with me and my husband, like we'll care for you. But because her epilepsy was so bad, they wouldn't let her fly or travel. Um, and then when I went through the domestic violence with my husband, I lost her details. And then after so many years, when I was in my early 20s, I got a phone call from, from my uncle saying she was in hospital. And because I was the only one out of seven that connected with her on a regular basis, she wanted to see me before it happened. So... I withdrew all my savings and I scrapped my council house and we went there and we stayed with my auntie and uncle and looked for a house there. But by the time we got there, she was in a coma. So I did get her a mum ring and I got her some like religious 
flashing crosses saying Jesus loves you and put them by her bed. And I held her hand and I was like, look, you're a gypsy mom. Like you got to pull through. You're tough. You've got three beautiful grandkids and we haven't had a cup of tea or a chat or anything. And we've got so much to catch up on. But she she didn't pull through because my cousin was her carer and wasn't giving her her epilepsy medicine. So she had that many fits. It was causing her to have heart attacks. Oh. So they had to overdose was it overdose her on the epilepsy um medication to put her in a coma so she wouldn't keep having the heart attacks but then she didn't pull through i'm 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 so sorry donna that you had to go through that you know and and i and for the listeners out there, what Donna talked about, like the letters being monitored and stuff like that, that is a true thing. Uh, when kids are put into foster care systems, I am a child of a foster care system and my children were also, they do monitor that because they don't want the child to say something or express something. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. The systems are broken. There are some good foster care homes out there. There are some really people individuals that want to make a difference but there are a lot of homes that are causing abuse themselves um and they don't want to be known they don't want to they don't want the public to know about them uh so this is why we need to start sharing our stories as survivors you know we need to start fixing the broken links and for any services that are listening to this tea time or that will listen or have it sent to them um i really think that we can fix the systems if we start listening to the survivors, we start listening to the children who have actually used your services and been in the services and say, well, how can we fix it? You know, because those services were created to protect children, but they're not protecting children. Let's get the truth out there. You know, there are some incredible homes out there, but there are a lot of homes that need investigation, that need to be seen and heard. And Donna's home that she lived in was one of those homes where the system failed her. And I'm really sorry that the system failed you, Donna. But I'm really glad that you didn't give up. I think it's like, you know how they say it's the people you least suspect. So, like, they were, they were classed as, you know, they had the mom and the dad in the house. They were hardworking. They were religious. They were Catholic. They went to church every Sunday. So, oh, God, no. They wouldn't do something like that, you know. And I think because a lot of survivors are coming out with how the systems have failed them, the systems are trying to overcompensate for their mess ups, but they're nitpicking in the wrong areas. Yeah. You know, like because I was in the system and I was in a care home, I have always up to a few years ago had social services 
coming to my door. Oh, a neighbor like made a malicious like allegation, whatever. They've always been proved wrong and nothing has come of it. But I've been told by social worker before that, well, your mum struggled and your mum had their children, her children taken off her. So, you know, normally it's a dominoes effect. And I've sat there and I've argued that actually no not yeah. all the time some people are stronger and some people don't fall into the dominoes effect of their parents struggled so they're gonna struggle or their parent was an alcoholic or a drug addict so the child's gonna follow it no yeah. sometimes we go the complete opposite but it's just, it's messed up how, how they think. Right, because we're target, we're flagged, you know. Your parents use the system, you're going to be in the system, your children's children are going to be in the system. You guys are already putting a stigma on us and saying, you know what, just because your parents had the system doesn't mean that my child is going to have the system, you know. And, and, yeah. Donna's, and Donna's here to say it, and I'm here to say it, you know. Stop putting the stigma on people. Start understanding that there's time to change and break the cycles and patterns. We don't want to be in the system. We didn't want our parents to be in the system. We want, you know, we wanted a healthy home like everyone else does, but not everyone is given that healthy home, you know, but don't automatically assume that the next generation is going to be in the system, you know? Yeah. Give us a chance and let us prove that we're not the same as what was in the past, you know. Yeah. And I really like that you're bringing these to the table today because we're, sh we're sharing a really strong tea on how we can fix the systems. We're not here bashing. We're not here abusing. We're saying the systems are broken. Fix them. And how can you fix them? Work with people who've actually used them, not people who go to school and get the education and book smart actually get people who have gone through the life experience and make a difference. This is how survivors heal. This is how the community heals. This is how families heal. Start working with the people who have actually gone through it and lived it. Donna, I really want to thank you for sharing your butterfly with me today. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to share her transformation. And we're going to get into the positive of why we choose to do the transformation that we do. Why did Donna choose to transform into the beautiful woman that she is today? Because it was a choice she made. She wasn't given, she chose. And there's a big difference. We're going to start using words and we're going to start understanding words. Now, the words that Donna used for her butterfly was bullied, unloved, trauma, trigger, emptiness, restriction, fear, lies, and yearning. If any of those words resonate with you as a child or as an adult, Please reach out, seek help, and seek a survivor. We're not saying that we're better than the services. We're saying we understand, we get it. So check out Donna's two groups, Team Love, and also Earth Angels Evolving Together. And I really like that, that one because it evolves, it grows when we all connect as one. So Donna, any final words that you'd like to share before we wrap up your tea time today? And I'll get into the guests that are coming up in the, in May. 
Yes. Um, I just want anyone that's listening. Um, there was a, there was a video I saw years ago, but the example the oh god the speaker on stage made to a lady in the audience is what I want to give to the audience here. He handed her like a $50 bill. And he said, how much is this valued at? And he, she said, $50. Then he then snatched it from her, crumpled it up and stomped on it and, you know, flung it across the stage and said, now pick it up. Now, how much is it valued at? Is still valued at the same price just because it's been beaten and stomped on and everything, it does not lose its value. So is the same as us survivors, our value does not decrease just because of our trials in life. I, I like that you said that, Donna, because our value doesn't decrease. Yes, we've been through a lot, but that doesn't mean that our value decreases. You know, you can stomp on us. You can tear us down. You can throw us to the side, like you said in the video, you know, but we're still valued as a person. We're still valued at that. At that. I want to share next month. I'm going to also have another lady sharing her personal story, a personal healing story as well. And I'm going to be bringing more of these personal stories because I feel that these stories need to be heard. Um, but in May, I have four incredible guests that will be joining me. And we're going to be talking about eating disorder and addictions, but we're going to turn it into a positive. We're going to talk about self-awareness on is there more out there? And we're also going to be talking about self-healing, overcoming what people say that can't be overcome. You know, when we start taking our spiritual journey and looking at how we can heal, we can actually make a difference. And then we're actually going to get into some um, paranormal life, ghosts, aliens, UFOs, angels. I'm bringing different flavors to the table because I want people to understand that we all can make a difference. We all have a story and we all have our own ways and beliefs. And now beliefs are good in a way, but beliefs are also bad in a way. When you start enforcing your beliefs onto other people who don't understand, you're actually causing damage. But when you're sharing your beliefs with someone who might understand and resonate, then you're making a difference. So there are a big difference. And this is what we do on Tea Time is we make a difference and we share different stories and different journeys and share the teas. So the tea is teaching educational awareness. Miss Liz, that's what I do is I bring a difference. So tune in for May's show and you will see Donna for part two in the coming weeks. Uh, we haven't set a date yet, but we will be working on that. We'll be working on her transformation and that. Um, and anybody I who would like to know. If, um, sorry, Liz. I wondered if um, you had enough time for the poem. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. We will close up with Donna reading a poem. And I will see you guys all in May for a new tea time. So, Donna, I'll let you close up the show. I'm going to bring you full screen so you can share the poem that you wrote. No problem. It's called Past, Present and Future. Life used to be all about surviving. Chin up, fake a smile. No whining or pining. Not allowed to speak. Not even allowed to hear a squeak. No voice, no soul, or so it seemed. Or so it seemed, locked away, young and cold, my soul reaching just to be free, but instead my, I drown in the four walls. Nothing but lies and wrongdoings, my soul always shouting, get me out of here. Thoughts running through my head, let's burn the house and we'll all be dead. Always stomach sick, unpredictable, What's going to come next? Scared to dress for fear he's looking. Laying in bed, scared to sleep for he is always lurking. You want something sweet to eat? Then kisses and cuddles and take a seat. Was any excuse to touch and feel. But one thing was for sure, I mustn't squeal. Now I'm older and far away, safe at last, at least that's what they say. Little they know it's here to stay, but to, uh, to, to allow it to conquer me is a big no way. I'm a survivor, not a victim, so watch out world and hear my drum, as I ain't dumb. It wasn't my fault, I was but a mere child. Present realization, all they did was lied. Future will be bright and strong, as I will never let nothing like this keep me down for so long. As my life was a mess, I struggled to even get dressed, but now becoming my best me, as my soul is finally breaking free. Outspoken and loud, yippee, no more misery. I'm finally winning, nothing will hold me down, as I will be singing, singing from the rooftops all around town. I'm free at last, no demons got hold, as I've broken free before I've grown too old. Thank you so much for sharing that, Donna, and thank you to all the viewers and listeners out there. And if you'd like to connect with Donna or myself, please do so. Um, and if you'd like to share this, please let people know that it may trigger and trauma may be affect may cause. So if you feel that this might cause you any trauma or trauma or triggers, please do not share it with that person. Uh, I'm not here to upset anyone. I'm only here to bring awareness and to bring stories to the table. So thank you again, Donna, for joining me today on Tea Time. And thank, thank you. you for to having me. And thank you, Maria, for tuning in and all the other viewers that have tuned in. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. And I will see you May 5th for a new Tea Time with Miss Liz. So again, thank you, Donna. Take care. Thank you.